Welcome to Still Growing in Grace, a weekly program dedicated to inspiring joy, giving hope, and delighting in grace. This program is brought to you by Hope Fellowship, your community church located on the second floor of the St. Jacob's Outlet Mall. I'm Pastor Mike Zenker, and for the next half hour, I'll be sharing with you a message of hope that will help you expand your understanding of God's love and amazing grace. So many are tired of trying harder to live the Christian life. I've got great news for you. You can stop trying. God already deeply loves you, totally accepts you, and really, really likes you. Enjoy today's program as we dig deeper into what it means to be still growing in grace. Welcome back to Still Growing in Grace. This week, we're going to continue what we began last week, an incredibly important series called Healing Life's Hurts through understanding forgiveness. Last week, we began talking about some definitions. I've inquired from many of my good friends and teachers and leaders. Uh, I asked them for their definitions of what forgiveness is because there are varying understandings, varying definitions of it. And so I'm creating a, a work of art, a picture, so to speak, of the different definitions. Some of you will connect with other definitions better than others. Some are really deep and hard to understand. Others are really simple. So I'm going to start right away into this because this series is going to go on for a little while, and I want to make sure we cover all of our bases and get to the really, really good stuff coming up. This is just the introduction still, but still very, very important. So last week, I ended up talking about Colin McIntyre's definition of forgiveness, and he was talking about Joseph's two sons. Joseph went through hell. He went through jail. He, go, he went through being sold off as a slave from his brothers. Um, he got lied about. He ended up in another prison. Like this poor guy went through, you name it, one problem after another. Great difficulties. So when his brothers finally arrived on the scene years later to try and buy food for their family, they did not recognize who Joseph was. So here's Joseph seeing his brothers doing all this stuff. And I'm going to reread what I started last week. He writes this, Joseph had two sons and in this way received double the inheritance of the promised land. The first son's name was Manasseh, which means God has caused me to forget uh, the pain of my past. And Ephraim, the second son's name, meant double fruitfulness. If you remember the story, Joseph tested his brothers, putting the same silver that his brothers had sold him uh, for sold him for into the new favorite son Benjamin's sack. This time, the very brother that had sold him, Judah, defended Benjamin like a true brother ought to. Unforgiveness means drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. Forgiveness enabled Joseph to step into his calling as a deliverer of nations. He was originally placed as second in command in order to save Egypt. But Joseph used his power and influence to save any nation who came for relief, including his own traitorous family. <laughs> very, very powerful thought. 
Keep in mind, Joseph went through great difficulties. He was sold by his family, left for dead. And so when he named his son uh, Manasseh, which means cause me to forget, or another uh, understanding of that word was the bitterness has left me. I think that that's a really good definition as well for the name Manasseh. The bitterness has left me, which implies for those who are our are already wondering. Forgiveness does not mean you're going to forget. But the pain associated with those memories can soften. There can be healing. And for Joseph, it has, through naming his son, he realized the bitterness has left me or has caused me to forget the deep, deep pain of it. So he's not living out of that pain anymore. He's now moved beyond that. So that's a very important picture. Uh, Colin also gave me this definition from Kinsley Thurow. Be quick to repent and quick to forgive. I remember a woman once gave me a jewel of wisdom that, if threaded through every marriage, would unfailingly yield vibrant and beautiful relationships. The first one to the cross wins. She told me, the first to humble himself, to go low, to die to herself, this is success. In the eyes of the Lord. It preaches good, but it's hard to walk out. I think that's pretty cool. True forgiveness means not only the sin, but also the guilt. Not only the guilt, but also the shame. Not only the shame, but also the consequences. There are consequences that can be healed. And there are going to be consequences that will not experience healing in this life. So, Yield your expectations. George Saris, S-A-R-R-I-S, another gentleman you need to look up on YouTube or on Facebook, tremendous teacher. He writes, forgiveness is bearing in your own self the pain the other person deserves without lashing back. (laughs) That definition was given to him by Jack Dabner years ago. Forgiveness is bearing in your own self the pain the other person deserves without lashing back. Listen, this kind of forgiveness, I have a hunch, it takes a savior. It takes God to make that possible in us. Well, the good news is, it is possible. I will show you how to forgive in, in many shows later, not right now. Right now, I'm walking through the journey. I'm taking you through, first through definitions. I'm going to take you to, through to the source. And then we'll talk about the misunderstandings of what forgiveness is not. And I believe it's in that section, which is probably my favorite part of it, you're going to find the greatest hope and healing for your journey of forgiveness, especially if you have someone in your mind you just can't forgive. They just don't deserve it. Yep, there are a lot of people like that, and we are one of them. Absolutely. <clears throat> a good friend of mine, Paul Braunen, he uh, uh, came to Hope Fellowship here in uh, Waterloo. He lives in Cambridge. He gave me this thought. Uh, he says, a thought on forgiveness. Forgiveness is only relevant human to human. As God keeps no record of wrongs, therefore, there is never anything for God to forgive. Those of us who live in the light as image bearers should have this as our default setting. And when we fail, as we will, there is no forgiveness needed from our Father. 
only a returning to our true self. However, we need to seek to restore our fellow human and us to love. Forgiveness is a restoration to love. It is a restoration to unity. Thanks, Paul. That is a very powerful definition. Another pastor friend of mine in southern uh, uh, Georgia, just south of Atlanta, Herb Sims, he writes this. He could not reconcile anything without doing away with the source of the problem, which is everything that is not consistent with himself. A person is forgiven because there is nothing held against them because the offending stuff has been taken away. Sin is what he's talking about. It's removed. God's forgetfulness of our sins is not from senility or being senile, but from the fact that there is nothing to remember. A question I always ask. So how far is the East from the West? And Psalm 103, verses 10 to 12, says this in the NIV, For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. So, Herb Sims writes, So I guess my exercising of forgiveness would have a mirror would have to mirror his to be of the same essence from the same source in order to be true forgiveness i would have to walk the same journey as jesus i love that this next individual, Brad Jerzak, he's a Canadian teacher from uh, Western Canada uh, in British Columbia, Southern British Columbia. I believe it's Abbotsford. Uh, you need to get his books. If you've not read his books, uh, number one, he's written a book on hell called Her Gates Will Never Be Shut. By far the best book on hell I have ever read. He's also written a book called A More Christ-Like God. And he just recently wrote another one called A More Christ-like way, uh, and so on. So he's got a number of really, really good books. He's a gentle teacher, and he, when he speaks, I listen. He has much to share. So Brad, when I asked him about a definition of forgiveness, he wrote this. I usually say, forgiveness is not saying it's okay, I'm okay, and you're okay, or we are okay. Forgiveness is taking your offender to the cross of Christ and leaving them there, releasing them in his care, or in his judgment. So there's a, a sense of yielding, which is really hard to do, especially when we have been so deeply hurt by somebody. Bob Edwards, a really good friend of mine, a Christian counselor. Um, he's worked in the prison systems. He's worked with sexual offenders, the predators, and he's worked with the victims. He has seen this from all of the pain levels we can possibly know about in society, my friend Bob has sat with individuals and counseled them. And here's what he wrote, and this is in his Equality Workbook. You can look it up online. It's on Amazon. You can get it. He writes, It is important to understand that forgiveness is both a choice and a process. Yep. It's both a choice. Now, you'll hear me teach later. It's an event and a process. So there's a time and a place it happens, and then it still needs to be worked out. It's a choice not based on feelings, he writes. 
He continues, the process of forgiveness, it's much like the process of grief, and both are often related. There is often denial at first. It's not so bad. I just don't think about it. Or there is often anger uh, at what happened and many questions such as why. Why did they do that? What if I had done things differently? If, if only the circumstances were different. There's also often a deep sadness before we can let go of the person. This process is difficult. It, but we can cast our cares on God who will give us strength and comfort. Folks, this, what Bob just wrote about is really important. As we wrap up the first half of this session, um, what Bob is getting at here is the idea of forgiveness is not a cookie cutter answer. You cannot just flippantly wave your hand and expect somebody to forgive and judge them that if they don't forgive, well, you're not really a Christian if you can't forgive. That is the worst thing you can do to somebody. It is the most unloving thing to do, and it only reveals your personal arrogance. That's right, arrogance. Instead, let's come at it with humility. Let's understand the process of forgiveness will look different to different people. Different people will walk through different stages based on their past history of hurts, how deep the hurt was, uh, things like that. So Bob is suggesting here there is both an event, a choice, the, the decision, but there's also the process of walking it out. And sometimes we have to experience those things of grief. You've heard of the grief cycle. It's very much related. There's anger, there's question, there's resentment, there's uh, you name it. So Keep in mind, it's not simple. Let's expand our understanding of what we think forgiveness is. Join us back for the second half in just a few minutes from a word after a word from our sponsors. Family run, family owned. So their focus is on you. Conestoga Lodge Retirement Residence is a full-service retirement home in Kitchener, and you'll be impressed to know that they are not a big corporate chain. They're quality-driven with a focus on each and every individual. Conestoga Lodge offers permanent and short-term stays. To book a free, no-obligation tour, you can call 519-576-2140 or visit online at conestogalodge.com. Looking for adventure in the great outdoors? It's not far from your own backyard at Conestoga River Horseback Adventures. Fun for the whole family or why not your next corporate party? Trail rides are offered all year round and other options like pony rides and birthday parties for the young cowboys and cowgirls. Afterwards, you can relax and keep the party going in their large, comfortable lounge. Conestoga River Horseback Adventures, 519-888-6503 and horsebackadventures.ca. Welcome back to the second half of Still Growing in Grace. We continue to define what the definition of forgiveness is. Not that we have arrived at a singular, easy, cookie-cutter answer, but rather some definitions from people who have walked through many, many hurts and pains in their lives. This next individual is a close friend of mine. He's also one of the board of directors for Growing in Grace Ministries Canada, Reg Shute. Reg is a dear saint. I have had him speak at my church. In fact, he's coming to, to share at my church shortly. 
Uh, he's going to be teaching on what is the finished work of the cross. Great topic. But Reg has dealt with this topic of forgiveness himself. He has gone through so many hurts and pains in his life, and he has shown me transparency in many areas. He's given me, by his example, permission to also be transparent and honest. So here is how Reg describes this idea of forgiveness when I asked him to respond to me. He writes, Total And complete forgiveness says, I remember your trespasses no more. (laughs) This hails from the very heart of the creator, the author of forgiveness. If you have the ability to extend that kind of forgiveness to others, then consider it a gift. If, like most of us, you struggle with forgiveness, you will find that as you choose to forgive and surrender those trespasses to the author of forgiveness, you will discover a depth of forgiveness that you never knew existed. Oh my goodness. That that should give you some insight into what's going on in Reg's head and how he has grown from so many pains in life and has had to wrestle with the idea of what does forgiveness look like. Again, I am not naming individuals who've had no difficulty in their lives. I'm sharing quotes from individuals who have had to wrestle with this. This is a big, big deal. This process is very difficult. It's something, by the way, I'm going to tell you this now because I'm seeing a pattern in some of the things I'm reading to you. It's kind of hitting me in my heart right now as I'm sharing with you live. This idea of yielding and offering the person to Christ that you're having a hard time forgiving, you can't do that in your own strength. This is a thing God puts on your heart. So if somebody has confronted you and tells you or communicates to you, you're a no good Christian, you're a very bad Christian, or you're just not a good person because you can't forgive. The Bible says forgive and you're not doing it, therefore you're disobedient. And all they're doing is condemning you, putting shame on you. Please, in the name of Jesus, reject that voice, not the person, the voice, the message that's coming to you, because it is not a message that comes from the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God is the actual author of your whole journey of forgiveness. It is going to require, first of all, God initiating in you, starting in you the desire to actually want to forgive. So you may be at a place today, you know what? I don't really care about that person. I don't feel like forgiving them right now. That's okay. Yes, I said it. But the Bible says you ought to forgive. Of course it does. But it's not a pounding club you over the head book that doesn't have any relational context. It's a book sharing with us how we are to live the life of Christ out of us. So will you please let the Holy Spirit be your guide on this journey to forgive the person you know you need to forgive? The getting to the place of where you forgive them, that's the only goal I'm trying to bring you to in this series. Not what it will look like later. That has so many other ramifications, and I'm going to address that in a future in the future messages in this series. All those questions will be answered. There are answers. But please don't rush ahead. 
Don't think this idea of forgiveness is something you ought to do. It's a duty. No, it's a get to. You get to forgive someone. And it's for, get this, your benefit. You're the one who benefits from this. You'll see out of some of these other definitions of what's coming up. I got to go quicker here because I'm running out of time and I want to make sure I want to get all these to you. A guy named Chris Kratzer, he wrote a really great book. I, it's, I can't remember it off the top of my head, um, but a really, really good guy. Look him up on Facebook. He writes this about forgiveness and it's deep. Get ready for this. Forgiveness is the emotional release of the debt that is owed you that a person cannot or is not willing to repay, that your soul might be disconnected from the IV bag of their mistake that could forever infect your heart and gut your life with darkness. Perhaps they owe you an apology, your childhood back, time wasted, emotions trampled, the spouse you deserve, etc., etc. Unforgiveness and all the hopes of revenge that come with it feels like the perfect drip of medicine to numb the pain and right the wrongs of the people who hurt us. But it is, in fact, the very soul-eating amoeba that would eat us alive lest we yank out the port and free our spirit. This is talking about unforgiveness. The idea of unforgiveness is the very thing eating you from the inside out. I've told people that when we don't forgive, we find ourselves in a very large prison, a very huge prison, and we're the only inmate. Forgiveness, he continues, is not reconciliation. <laughs> okay, right there. Please listen. Forgiveness is not reconciliation. It is not retrust. We're going to cover this one really well in a number of shows coming from now. It is not excusing or minimizing what has been done. It does not require apology nor repentance. Forgiveness is your release of yourself towards certain wholeness and their opportunity towards potentially restoring levels of wholeness with you. Grace is brave. So, be brave. Oh my goodness. What a powerful, powerful uh, definition. Again, let me remind you, because this is going to come up. This is one of those underlying questions that people don't ask. It's a thought. You, you have it on your radar, but it's subliminal. Nobody tells you this. So as soon as you say forgiveness, immediately something in your head tells you that if you don't restore your relationship with that person, you, then you really didn't forgive. Listen, that is not true. That's the farthest th thing from truth. Is relationship back together possible? Maybe. But that has nothing to do with you forgiving that person. Don't run ahead and assume that has to be tied to it. Those two are not hitched together. Okay? And I'll, I'll prove that later. I can't today. Roy Richmond, another great teacher, is part of Global Grace Seminary, writes, In Scripture, where it refers to the forgiveness of sin, it is often rendered as deliverance from sin. It is deliverance from unbelief, mistaken identity, and mark missing. Forgiveness equals deliverance. I love that. Judy Bergman, a friend of mine in uh, Mississauga area, Brantford area, I believe, she writes this, I've learned that forgiveness is a choice that doesn't depend on my feelings. It also It's also a process that involves acknowledging the rage, giving up acts and words of revenge, letting God take care of justice issues, and accepting responsibility for my own part in the relationship breakdown. 
It is not based on another's actions or performance, nor is it the same as reconciling or ignoring repeat offenses. There it is again, folks. I'm going to cover it. I have come to see that forgiveness starts with asking Jesus to show you how much you are loved and forgiven. Jesus told the Pharisees that he who is forgiven little loves little. It's an inside job, she writes. It's the mystery of Christ in you, loving you and living in his love. That's what makes it possible to truly forgive others. You know that he forgives them in the same way that you have been forgiven. Paul Young writes this. He's the author of The Shack. Forgiveness is not about forgetting. It's about letting go of the other person's throat. (laughs) I love that. Forgiveness does not create a relationship. Unless people speak the truth about what they have done and change their mind and behavior, a relationship of trust is not possible. There it is again, folks. I just finished talking about that. When you forgive someone, you certainly release them from judgment, but without true change, no real relationship can be established. Forgiveness in no way requires that you trust the one you forgive. But should they finally confess and repent, authentically, I will add, you will discover a miracle in your own heart that allows you to reach out and begin to build between you a bridge uh, of reconciliation. Forgiveness does not excuse anything. You may have to declare your forgiveness a hundred times the first day and the second day, but the third day will be less and each day after until one day you will realize that you have forgiven completely. And then one day you will pray for their wholeness. Oh my goodness, what good news. Folks, Don't let a faulty understanding of forgiveness cause you to plug your ears and not hear what the voice of grace is screaming to you and whispering to you both at the same time. There is a sense of wholeness and healing that comes from this thing called forgiveness, but it's healing for your soul. Please join us next week as we continue in the series called Healing Life's Hurts Through Understanding Forgiveness. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Share with others if you've enjoyed it. Thanks for listening. Martin Small Engines and Auto Clinic in Elmira is more than small engines. Like their name says, Martin's is also a full-service auto clinic focused on automotive repair and service, brakes, tires, local lockout service, and so much more. Whatever you need, Martin's can do it. For that small-town feel with large shop quality, trust the team that really cares. Martin's Small Engines and Auto Clinic, Industrial Drive Elmira and martinselmira.com. Mark Wilson's Better Used Cars in Guelph is not your typical used car lot. Customers who shop there get the insider treatment, especially when buying from the insider man, Rod Sider. Rod will help you select a late model car, truck, van, or SUV from their large selection of vehicles, and he'll work with your budget. Call the insider man at 519-836-2900, extension 287, or visit Mark Wilson's Better Used Cars at the corner of Whitelaw Road and Highway 24, Guelph, and ask for the insider man 
You've been listening to Still Growing in Grace. I'm Pastor Mike Zenker, and I'd like to invite you to join me next Tuesday morning at 1130 when our teaching time will continue. Or join us at 1030 every Sunday morning at Hope Fellowship, your community church located on the second floor of the St. Jacob's Outlet Mall. If this show has been an encouragement to you, won't you help us spread this good news? Make your donation today by visiting stillgrowingingrace.ca. You can also catch up on past programs, watch YouTube videos of our talks, and download our weekly podcasts. Sign up for our email list and send in your questions. After all, no one has arrived, and we are all still growing in grace.